Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Digital Marketing Podcast. Very sorry that I decided to go live um, and record this podcast at 9pm on a, uh, a Friday evening. I'm very, very sorry about that. However, I'm doing it anyway because something very, very exciting happened this week um, and I want to talk to you about it and that is Google I.O. 2018. Um, first of all, before we get into that, I just want to say a absolutely huge thank you to um, everybody that decided to listen and join in and comment and tell me about what they thought about the first episode. Obviously, it's just an introductory episode. I did it on the hottest day of the year, (laughs) Um, which I thought was probably a good thing because everybody was outside and everybody was happy. So maybe people saw it with a little bit of rose-tinted glasses, perhaps. Uh, But either way, um, thank you so much for the very positive feedback that uh, that I've had. Um, It's been very, very nice, and um, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. It wasn't much, I'll admit. I was just sort of explaining what this is all about uh, and what you can expect, but uh, I want to thank you, nonetheless, for accepting me into this world. So welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast Episode 2. I want to talk today um, about Google I.O. 2018. I will explain all about what it is, um, why it is important, why is it relevant to you guys as business owners to um, know about this stuff. And I'm going to basically strip away at all the geek stuff and tell you exactly how it is. So we're going to get into that today. Right, what is Google I.O. 2018? It's like Christmas for me as a complete nerd and geek. Um, Google I.O. is one of those times that Google come out of their little Google shell and uh, explain some of the things that they've been up to over the past year, some of the new products. And in the past, it's been very geek-orientated, has been very developer-led. You know, lots of, you know, geeks coming up on stage and saying... Uh, we did this code uh, and this and that, but it's become very, very different very uh, in the past couple of years, to be brutally honest. It's become a little bit more exciting, a bit more of an event. I mean, granted, it's not like a Justin Bieber concert or anything like that, but for geeks and nerds like me, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and the conference this year lasted three days, and Google come forward and they explain what they've been doing over the past year and exciting things. And I'm sure over the past couple of days, because I'm obviously a little bit late, you've read certain things about certain controversial features that um, I'll be discussing today. So that's what Google I.O. is. Why is it relevant? Well, Google talk about new products, and they talk about, um, you know advancements that they've made in what they've been doing. And that's relevant to you because some of the products that they've been talking about and some of the new features and things that they've been talking about do actually impact businesses and not just big businesses. Um, I'm talking about the little businesses as well, the small businesses, the startups. It impacts absolutely everybody. What you actually need to know is what's relevant to you or not. And that's what I hope to cover today. So, 
First things first, and you're probably going to ask yourself why you talk to me about this. There was no SEO, that's search engine optimization stuff, that was talked about whatsoever during the course of the conference. Well, that's actually a bit of a lie. There, there were little, little tiny bits. But the truth of the matter is, Google don't really tend to talk about SEO things happening um, during Google I.O. because I'll be honest, it's not very exciting whatsoever. So Google tends to sort of make big announcements and releases and sometimes don't tell us at all about things that are going on in the sort of search world um, about the Google algorithm that powers the um, Google search when people type in sort of keywords into Google. They, they tell us that throughout the year. They don't tell us that during Google I.O. They like to talk about more exciting things because this is a rock concert of the geek nerd world. Um, so there was no SEO. Now, don't let that put you off. There is some interesting stuff. And it's not surprising that there was no SEO, to be perfectly honest, because the SEO stuff that would have been talked about would have been very, very dull and boring. But... Um, they did talk about some cool and exciting things and some things that will actually be relevant to you and that you'll be interested in and that you can start thinking about. And that's the point about this. I'm I'm not talking about this to try and scare you into doing something and go forth and make huge drastic changes to your website or your digital presence. I'm making you aware because most of the things that they talk about during Google I.O., period. They're things that are not necessarily coming out right now. They may be coming out in a couple of weeks, but they may be sort of churning it out over the course of a year or two. And that is certainly the case for some of the things that I'm going to be talking about. It's not the case for some of the things, but they're not really things that you can... um, change and adapt to suit your needs but it is good to know about them so you can start thinking about things that you can do so rather than search and seo and google algorithms they were not really mentioned whatsoever what took center stage was google assistant now If you don't know what Google Assistant is, you probably know what Siri is, and you probably know what Alexa is. Um, Google Assistant is Google's equivalent of that, okay? Um, You may have noticed that sometimes, when I'm going to say this now, my phone will go off, but when you say the term, OK Google, um, your phone will bleep up and start talking to you and asking you questions. You might have a Google Home device or a... um, What's the little one? A Google Mini device. I forgot the name of it. Um, A Google Mini device. And you can talk to that. It's their their voice assistant um, software, which is baked into this hardware and your phone. And that really took center stage. And that falls under this umbrella of artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence uh, and machine learning, I know, very scary, or very Terminator, Machine learning really took center stage in uh, the Google I.O. this year, which is very, very exciting. And it makes a huge difference uh, to you guys as well. So I'm going to talk about the one that's been talked about. I'm going to talk about first the one that's been talked about the most and the, the videos that you've probably seen online already. I've seen hundreds of them on LinkedIn. I've seen them on Facebook. I've seen them on my news feeds and everything like that. And that is something called Google Duplex. Don't know why it's called that, but let me explain. Um, Google Duplex is a very weird machine, artificial intelligence learning feature that they've baked into Google Assistant. And it's not coming out right now, and it's not going to be coming out very, very soon by the sounds of it. But you may have seen the videos where Google, if you asked it to, from your mobile, um, from, uh, I don't know, Google My Business sections on the web, you can now ask Google Assistant to ring up 
a business and make an appointment, whether that be a hair appointment, an MOT service, um, I don't know, a doctor's appointment, for example. Google will now have the ability using its Google Assistant, its voice system, to ring up without you hearing it or listening to it on your phone in the background and make that appointment for you. Um, if you haven't seen it in action, and Google did demonstrate it in a very cool kind of way, and it got a huge pop by the crowd, um, I recommend you go and look for it. Just go onto YouTube and search for Google Duplex. Um, it is very, very cool, and it's a little bit scary. And you know, the thought of a robot ringing you at your place of work asking for an appointment for your client—I noticed it's, it's say. Um, is very, very creepy. Um, and it was able to understand uh, responses and reactions from the business owner or the, you know, the person on the, uh, the, the telephone on the business side. It was able to respond and react to questions that it had. Um, on the other side of that, it was also able to respond and react in a way that Google Assistant wouldn't be able to understand. So, for example, if the, the conversation was getting a little bit complicated for Google Assistant to actually hear, uh, to understand, then it would just simply end the conversation in a very easy, polite, typically British kind of way. Um, which is very, very cool. And it is a game changer. I can't stress this enough. If this does come into play, this is huge. Online booking systems to be embedded into your website and then, if you think about it, to then be embedded into um, you know voice assistance and things like that is a huge undertaking, not just in time, but in money as well. Because there's a lot of coding and developer stuff that has to go into that. Absolutely massive undertaking. So for Google to come up with this using artificial intelligence to just simply call a business and try and drive and to make appointments that way, that's really, really cool um, and a little bit scary as well. So I'm going to be very much on the lookout now at work when the telephone rings and I pick up wondering if someone someone is going to be either a person or a robot and maybe i'll just i'm gonna really embarrass myself at one point aren't i i'm gonna start asking really sort of turing test questions to see if i can outsmart what i think is a robot and then we'll probably just end up being some person that just sounds really robotic as if a sheldon cooper rang me for example um, yeah, I might not do that, actually. Although Google came out today and said that it will identify itself because during the demonstration, it didn't identify itself as, hey, I'm Google Assistant. I'm calling on behalf of da-da-da. It just sort of said, my client. Uh, I'm calling on behalf of my client. Um, it will identify itself as being Google Assistant, which I suppose is a little less spooky, but still probably brings you memories of sort of Terminator and all that kind of stuff. But it is really cool. If they can make it work and it takes off, it could be a real game changer. So what do you as a business owner have to be aware of? Absolutely nothing. You have to be aware that you'll probably get these phone calls not today, not tomorrow, not next week, not even next month, but probably in a couple of months' time as you might start getting these calls. I reckon it will probably roll out in America first and they'll test and they'll trial it like they do. It might even be another year, as we see with some Google features, before we even start to even get an inkling that it's coming to the UK. But it is coming, hopefully. It will be cool. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing you uh, you need to do. I would say that if you're the business owner and you're going to be picking up these calls, you need to be eloquent, be able to speak proper English and be, you know, understandable. Google Assistant may be smart, but I bet it's not that smart. But it's still really cool.
So that's Google Assistant. What I will say about Google Assistant in general is if you look at the uh, the priority in which Google I.O. took on Google Assistant as a whole, artificial intelligence as a whole, it does sort of put in me a sense that we should be, as business owners, really taking steps to making our websites and our businesses, our, our virtual digital businesses, down the way where it can be understood by artificial intelligence. And there are a myriad of ways in which you can do that. Um, however, at the moment, none of which can really be done. Um, on the cheap, they have, you know, you'll have to bring developers in to look at your website. You might even be looking at a new website and things like that. But I stress, again, that's not something that you have to be considering right now. We're talking years into the future, but it is looking like Google are really, really pushing Google Assistant and making everything very automated through its Google Assistant platform. So that's very, very cool and something to be aware of and take note of and maybe start asking questions of your developer or agency or your, your freelancer that's working on your site to just start thinking about that kind of, uh, that kind of thing. I know recently I've, uh, I've been looking at uh, making certain websites that I work with um, more understandable by uh, Google, first of all, because this sort of, it mirrors between Google search and you know, voice assistants as well. But um, I know I've been looking at certain ways in which you can do it. You know, I don't want to get too technical, but things like structured data and schema, those things really, really help and really work. So maybe ask your agency and developer to take a look at that for you. Okay, enough about Google Assistant. Let's move on. Google Maps is probably the next biggest thing from a business owner's point of view that you need to be looking at and considering about. Google Maps is going over a big rehaul. In fact, I'm going to open my phone up. I'm going to see if the new Maps has actually taken hold. So let me have a look. Not uh, not on mine, but I know certainly my partner said that it's, uh, it's changed its user interface, which usually suggests that they've rolled something out. But Google Maps apparently has gone through a, is going through a big rehaul at the moment. Why do you care? Well, your business should be on Google Maps. How will you be able to tell if your business is on Google Maps? Go and Google your business. If you see over on the right-hand side a separate little box, so you've got the list of results on the left-hand side, and on the right-hand side you can see your business in a little box of its own with a, with a logo and a picture and all the information like opening times and things like that on that side, then your business is on Google Maps, and you don't have to worry about it. If it's not, I recommend go over to Google My Business. By that I mean don't Google my business. I literally mean put into Google, Google my business, and go and create yourself a listing for your business. Um, and this is really, really important. And certainly a lot of people don't quite see the importance of it, but Google my business is a massive link. It's like the um, uh, the corpus callosum. Is that the little thing that goes between the two brain hemispheres? Whatever that is. It's the corpus callosum. I'm going to go with that. I'm not sure. It's the corpus callosum between your business and Google. So it will take a lot of information. So when we're talking about using Google Assistant and things like that, and you're asking, hey, Google, when is my barbershop open till? 
it will be able to find that information from Google My Business. So if you're not on there, go on there now. Top tip from me. Do it, register yourself, put all your information on there as much as you possibly can and uh, and utilize it. Really powerful tool. But Google Maps, which uses Google My Business to sort of link between the two, between your business and knowing where it is, is really, really changing, changing. And for the better as well. Again, talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning, Google Maps is using what it knows about you and your tastes from your search history, what you've been asking Google Assistant, um, what you've put as your favorite things on other platforms as well. It's going to use that information and it's going to present you with a list of recommendations about places where it thinks you will like and you can go. Why is that sort of important for a business perspective? Well, you might find a bit of an upsurge in foot traffic. If you're finding yourself a little bit out of the way and not very visible on the high street, um, for example, if you're a shop or a cafe or something, you might find a little bit more traffic coming your way, um, which is really cool because they'll be able to find their way to you using Google Maps as well. Um, So they call it Your Match, um, and there's going to be a little section on Google Maps which is going to be called For You, I believe, at the bottom. so go and check that out when the new app comes through. And that's coming very, very soon, by the way, in the next couple of days, so so far as I can tell anyway. Um, have a look at that, see what recommendations you get, and then make sure that your website, first of all, and your Google My Business holds as much information about your business as it possibly can do. Because that's where it's going to source that information out. That's where it's going to make the link between someone's interests and what someone likes and your business. And if there's no information about your business, it's not going to be able to marry those up. So go over there and go and check it out. Um, And certainly go and create a Google My Business if you don't already have one. Okay. Walking Vision is the next Google Maps um, development, I suppose, uh, which is also very, very cool. Walking vision, essentially, you know how to navigate on Google Maps through the car. Well, now you can do it while walking. It's a bit weird, actually. I'm going to show you a demonstration. You can now do it while walking with your phone in front of your face, as if enough people don't already do that really annoyingly and then walk into you. But then your camera will be active and it will be able to show you visually, like with little signposts through your camera, the different businesses which you are seeing through your camera, which again is very, very cool because if you're shop front or cafe or business is a little bit hidden away and you know people might not know about it except for your digital presence then they're going to see it visually on their screens on google maps as well which is really really cool um, and again you might see a little upsurge in traffic again another point really important google my business getting your website up to date linking the two together go and check it out google yourself find out if you're actually visible on google if you're not you need to do something about it okay And to be honest, from a whole Google I.O. point of view, 2018, that's pretty much it. There wasn't a huge amount of digital marketing stuff about it. Um, But I'm going to get into a a little bit of nitty gritty here. It's a little bit developery, but I I assure you, if you hold out and you listen, um, you might take something from it. So... Other points that were made during Google I.O., uh, in the, not in the keynote, which is like all this sparkly Google Maps and Google Assistant stuff, but in other areas where they've been talking about the developments in, uh, in website and web technology. 
They're talking a lot about site speed, um, which is clearly very important. Site speed, if, you're, if your website currently, if your business website currently is not very fast, it's taking more than three seconds to load from when someone clicks through from Google, um, then I think the figure was that 40% of your traffic will probably bounce. What that means is if it's taking more than three seconds to load, people are just going to give up and they're going to go and look somewhere else. So... I have a tool for this, which I will put on the show links, um, which is uh, Page Insights. It's developed by Google. It's there. So you can put your web address in and you can find out how fast your website loads. Really key that you get a decent score. By decent score, I don't mean a perfect 100. I mean anything above, you know, 70, 75% is all good. There's two tabs on Page Insights, one for desktop, one for mobile. Make sure both of them are very, very high. Remember that mobile traffic is now absolutely huge. It's not all desktops anymore. It's not all laptops. Mobile traffic, certainly on search, is overtaken desktop and laptop traffic. So if your page is loading great on desktop, it's loading slow on mobile, make sure your mobile site speed is really up there as well. If you're not sure how to do that, I do recommend you go and speak to your developer, your freelancer, and speak to someone who knows and be able to help you out with that. Okay, I know this is it's not very good advice if you're just doing this on your own, but if you don't have that someone that'll be able to sort of make those tweaks, it can be very, very difficult. Not hugely important, but it is, you know, it is an important thing right now, website speed. Okay, other things. Uh, web applications are being really key. So it seems like Google wants to see a new web. And people keep throwing around these terms of like web 3.0 or 4.0 or whatever the hell we're on at web at the moment. But web applications, this means not your normal website where you have your logo at the top and your menu bar and then the content at the bottom and a footer. We're talking about a web application, a proper user experience from landing on that site to whatever it is that you want them to do. Completely bespoke made for the purpose of generating that revenue or getting the customer what they want and what they need. So I can see that taking off. I'm not saying go out there now and go make sure you completely rehaul your website. Um, What I'm saying is it's going down that way. If you want to see an example, and this is the example that Google gave, um, an example of this sort of web application, go and check out Starbucks website. It's not like any website that you've seen. Very, very driven towards catering for and you know an experience to go and land on the page and go and do something and it is really really cool so i do recommend that you go and check it out um and it sort of integrates again into this sort of google assistant stuff so with google assistant you can now tell google to go and order you a, a coffee from starbucks and it will know your favorite coffees and stuff like that that this usability and web interface and making things as easy as possible for an audience uh, for a user to go and do what they need to do seems really really key in google's eyes so don't be surprised if this starts becoming what's known as a ranking metric in seo terms something that makes your website more visible to people when they're searching for things um, so that's really really key it's certainly something that I know that Google are looking for um, on a ranking basis okay Google want to show websites that are more usable that are more accessible that um, 
people can go on and use, get a good result and leave and get on with the rest of their lives. That's what Google wants in their vision of the web. And let's be honest, Google pretty much have domination in that area. So if you're not going to listen to them, there's no point listening to anybody. And that's pretty much it. From a Google point of view, from Google I.O. 2018, that is pretty much it for some for things that would be useful um, for business owners to at least know about. Like I say, this is not about going away in, in a big panic and going, oh, I need to do all these things for my website. Not at all. These are things that you need to be aware of uh, moving forward, okay? Which in the natural sort of growth of things that are going on in the web, these are the things that are going to be coming up. Um, so I hope that was useful. Let me know if you thought that was useful. Um, if you did, go over to uh, facebook.com forward slash digital marketing punk, like the page and send me a message, send me a comment um, or go over to LinkedIn, go over to my LinkedIn and uh, connect with me and message me and tell me what you thought. Um, if you downloaded this, please go over to the iTunes, subscribe onto the podcast, uh, leave me a five-star review. I'd very much appreciate it. Um, so... Coming up in the Digital Marketing podcast, I'm going to be talking about branding with a special guest, which I hope to be recording very, very soon. Um, branding is one of those key areas. Like, It's one of the first thing, if you're starting up a business, that you want to really think about. It's usually the first thing that someone thinks about when starting up a business. They want to get the logo and their name and things like that um, right. And branding is all about that. I know almost nothing about branding. That's why I've asked a special guest to come and talk to me. Um, and hopefully I'll learn something uh, so you can learn something as well about branding and what to think about. That's the important thing. What to think about when you're thinking about your brand, how your website looks, how your logo looks, um, how people think when they interact with branding as well. So I hope that find that you'll find that useful. I'm going to be recording that hopefully next week. It might be out by the end of the week. Um, and uh, yeah, so... Thank you very much for listening. Um, and I hope to see you again very, very soon on the Digital Marketing Podcast. Thank you very much.